What up? What up? This hey, is, everybody. This is Alex, fantasy football hustler, back at you. I'm Nelson Tynes, coming at you, too. Hey, this is Bogart Scott for you. You might recognize me from such podcasts as the Silver Screen Breakdown. Varsity Blues, Act 2. Last time on Silver Screen Breakdown. We have our main man, Lance Harbor. He's gone down because Billy Bob passed out at the line of scrimmage. He got taken out. His knee is all jacked up. John Moxon came in and became the hero right away after throwing a big pass and a big reception and running in for a touchdown. But now this is where everything starts getting very crazy. Is John Moxon ready to handle the spotlight of filling Lance Harbor's shoes? Best quarterback? In the state of Texas? I'd say yes, because I like John Moxon. <laughs> I'd say yeah, because he got his name's remarkably close to Moxie. And he got it. The kid got Moxie. Mm-hmm. He's a very unconventional type of player is what we've got so far. How about person, football player, and type of player in general? He was the guy when they, were ha- when they had – the big pep rally. He's outside with his girlfriend hanging out, talking about how he's ready for football season to be over, just ready to leave, just West Canaan all together. And now, insert, he's the starting quarterback. He goes to the hospital to go check on Lance. The coach is a scumbag, man. The coach is a scumbag. The doctor comes out and he says he found a lot of scar tissue in Lance's knee, said he shouldn't have even been playing, and he'll be lucky if he can come back in a year and a half, but he is probably done. My leg is sideways. He's like, so he can't practice? <laughs> I remember Kilmer says, well, he never said anything to me. Remember that? He said yeah, that. that. He doesn't say anything to me. That's he's a scumbag move. Yeah, and that's why Moxon looked right at him, and that's when the coach said, all right, Moxon, time to leave, because he knows. He knows that he saw him getting the shot right before that game, or before yeah. two games before. Yeah, That's crazy, too, because their program is, like, up. It's, compared to any other programs, I would imagine this is yes, it's not your regular degler. They're giving cortisone shots and shit like that. Yeah, for sure. They're not messing around. Like, his staff oh, is... I, I, don't, I don't even know. 23, what re, 23 years straight for a reason. Yeah, for sure. And I'm going to kid your boy. Yeah, I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. Kid said, I don't remember this movie. Wasn't there a really hot blonde chick? Yes, Allie Larder. So I believe when she did this, she was like 23 or 24. She was the one who did the whipped cream bikini. Everybody yeah. remembers that. That was, even if you never saw the, this movie in particular, you saw a whipped cream bikini somewhere, just anywhere in life. It came from here. It all That's where it started. And she, right away, she came to see what was up with Lance. But as soon as they say that Lance is done, she was like, since this being a family affair and all, I think I'm just going to leave. And then go. That's what I'm talking about, fellas. The status is real. Just like that. Just switched on him at the drop of a dime. Starts a box. uh, Jezebel. <laughs> starts changing right next to him, and he—it's funny. She was like, "You're looking, aren't you?" And he doesn't stop looking. She's in her bra and panties. She was like, "I'm wearing underwear. Covers the same thing as a bathing suit." Yeah, I was even thinking, "Yeah, she's right." Yeah, true. But if we saw her in a bathing suit, I'm sure we would be excited as well. So, I mean, that like that's not really a good excuse necessarily. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> The one thing that we do kind of find out, or at least the one thing that we can see very early with Moxon is he does seem to be like a good friend, if nothing else. Like, he's the only one who goes and checks up on Lance. Like, he drops Darcy off at the party, but he's like, nah, it doesn't seem like the right time to be partying with Lance all fucked up. <laughs> and once her, yeah. you don't always have to do the right thing, Mox. I like that line. That's <laughs> true. Good boy. Getting <laughs> two shoes. She's trying to get it. You know, get in where you fit in. He's just not trying to conform to what, like, how they expect him to be in this position. Yeah. He's actually a genuine dude. 
it's almost like he got survivor's survivor's remorse. Like yeah. the fact that he already the way he looks at himself is like, why would they ever turn to me? They got the best QB in the state. So yeah. he already is like, he ain't shit. And then like now he has to there's all this pressure on him. And he just and he don't even want to be there necessarily. You know what I mean? He's already expressing that he can't wait to dip the fuck out of here. You know what I mean? It, it's I like it. The shit that interests me in this story. You know what I mean? And you foreshadowed already like this coming of age story. This is him. He got his own. He got. He's thinking with his own head right here. Yeah. His big, his big head on his skull. Yeah. Uh, sorry, on his neck. <laughs> yeah, he's the exact he big ass dome. Is the exact opposite of Tweeter in this movie. That's for sure. Tweeter got yeah. a big ass dome too, and he just doesn't care, man. That's what's. It's. I guess it's his blessing and his curse, but it is pretty awesome. You know what he does. I'd like me watching this as thirteen year old. Just think, wow, this guy's crazy. You I'll know? be honest with you, though. I thought he was going to take that that the cream pie off of her, though, with his yeah. tongue, and I was I was disappointed. Yeah. I was surprised, so I thought he was going to go through with it, but excuse me, he didn't. Nope, he did not. So Tweeter, he get they're getting harassed by the cops, and they're really just coming to make sure no one drinks and drives, but Tweeter just gets to act like an asshole because he's a star football player. He gets away with whatever we want, like pretty much. That's what I'm getting. And so <laughs> talking shit to the cops, like, you know what? And they're all drinking. Doesn't matter, right? They're, even though they're 18 or whatever, some are. Doesn't matter as long as no one drinks and drives. Cops are cool in this small little town. And <laughs> he's like, okay, here, why don't you guys hold my beer? I'm going to go home, okay? I'm going to go home. You guys hurt my feelings. I'm going to go home. And you can kiss my ass because <laughs> it gets in the car, jacks the cop car. Cops are pissed. <laughs> and then yeah, you see that was Moxon. hilarious. Moxon's at the convenience store. He's about to buy a soda, but of course the guy behind, he was like, hey, get rid of this stuff. He was a sixer. You know, take that. And he was like, put your money away. Your money's no good here. He's already a superstar. Only one game in. And then Tweeter rolls up on him in the cop car with all the naked chicks in the car. What'd you think about that, Nelson? <laughs> I thought that was one to three. So he's having a lot of fun in high school like that. It was one to three. And he didn't even jump into that. <laughs> I was like, no. It was it Dios Meals? Dios Meals. No. <laughs> yeah, but it looked like a lot of fun, but he sold the cop car. Okay. Was one of the cops his father? Uh, or like a relative or something? That one cop that got really pissed off. Was he related? Because I was wondering why he was such he was and then he never really got in trouble for it either. <laughs> no, of course not. Not in the small town like that. So I thought maybe that was his pops. Yeah, I don't think it was. I, mean, I, I guess it could have been. It was so quick that I can't remember what those guys looked like. It just uh, seemed like the dynamic of how they were interacting. Yeah. But, Man, and just like classic stuff. And then we get more of like John Moxon after that. So now he's drunk. He goes over to Jewel's house and he's doing the old school. Let me throw rocks like out the window. And he doesn't, he's like so confused on like life <laughs> at this point because he didn't like football anymore is like what it seemed. But now that's because he wasn't playing and now he gets to play. And now he's all excited. We did win. We did win. <laughs> and yeah, he's just. Uh, he got the juice. <laughs> it's like he doesn't want to admit that he has it, doesn't want to admit that it feels good that he has it. He's embarrassed or he's not used to it. He's not, not embarrassed, uncomfortable. Definitely uncomfortable this early on. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I guess what's uh, one thing just about this whole entire small town, because like the next thing is like, the, uh, the sheriff or whatever. He's like talking shit to the guy who hates boxing. <laughs> and he's like, man, these guys, they stole our car. Like, we ain't never stole no car before. Um, <laughs> and the coach is right there. My boy's giving you trouble. <laughs> no, coach. No, no. They're just kids. That's all. <laughs> the coach has just got all the clout, man. Nobody wants to say shit wrong to the coach. Shit, bro. He's like the mayor. He brought, think Pretty about it. It's, it's a small town, and he brought the notoriety to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. And Peacock, what up, bro? Make sure you catch it on the replay. Hopefully you have fun at the kids' parties. Sneak what up, win. Peacock? Sneak Peacock, win. this, I mean, you know, the Peacock, this was his life right here. He yeah. played football, high school football in Texas, and this was, he grew up in this culture. Yeah, and uh, it's really funny because on the extras on this DVD, <laughs> apparently Josh McCown grew up in the Friday Night Lights and the Texas ball and everything. It's funny. I don't know what year they recorded this info, but it's him and like the coach who were talking, not John Voigt, but the guy who's like the offensive coordinator for the varsity blues movie. And it's funny. Cause Josh McCown looks like he's like fresh out of college, like just started the NFL or something. And he's talking- Arizona, Josh McCown. I'm sure. Yeah. This is, uh, and they're talking about just his heyday in the Friday night lights. What's funny about this just entire thing with Mox is he's probably always wanted to be a superstar, but because of a guy like Lance, he never really could be the number one. Like even amongst just his group of five homies, four homies, like Lance was just always the best. And they have their next game and they pretty much only show one play and it's him like breaking off, like what looks like a 40 yard run where he like scores the winning touchdown or whatever. And then you got the the reporter who comes up and starts asking him questions. What's it feel like to be out of Lance Harbor's shadow? And what do you think about playing ball in the Ivy Leagues? And <laughs> me and Nelson talked about this a little bit earlier in Act One. How his we'll cut that out. His girlfriend does not like him just acting like a superstar. Using the, the cliche sayings from these superstars. Have it's a way the classic Foff. She yeah. has Foff. Fear of or fear of his success. Foss. There you go. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, yeah. and women be like that, bro. The ones that, that's with you before it happens, they almost don't want it to happen because they she didn't like she even said it. I don't date football players because he wasn't a football player. He's different than everybody else. He was on the bench reading a book, acting like he was reading the playbook when he was still a backup. He did not play too much ball, though. I mean, he was just always backing up Lance. He was out there. He was a practice squad guy. That's about it. She was really digging. She was really filling his flannel shirts with the backwards snapback. Yep. (laughs) Man, and seeing, he's just too unconventional of a player. For Bud Kilmer, he just really is. They go into another practice. Of course, he's going to go in there. Let's practice the hook and ladder. (laughs) No one's out there really practicing the hook and ladder on a normal basis. Like, they're a running football team. This is like circus shit to Bud Kilmer. But I like to play, though. I like it. (laughs) And... uh, (laughs) <laughs> and Kidda said, I don't know about everybody else, but <laughs> he said, but this movie sounds like a perfect one to fall asleep and nap to. If you get to the strip club scene, you won't be able to fall asleep. I don't think so. The book, watching this in junior high when it came out, I felt the same way. That's why I literally, this is literally only the second time I watched it. And I almost want to watch it again. Cause I'm just, I had it on and the pacing of the movie is so good. They're like, I missed a lot, like, you know what I mean? Or you will miss a lot, you know what I mean? If you don't, if you're not like on this thing, you feel me? Yeah, for sure. Because they they don't really waste a lot of time, like having like even they don't have Tarantino dragged out conversations of dialogue. You know what I mean? Right. Pretty much where we are, like after this practice or whatever, you get like a short little maybe two minute scene between John Voight and Billy Bob. That's just building, like, breaking down their relationship that got so boasted up. Because like, Billy Bob, later in the movie, talks about how the coach, like, a coach loved me, treated me like a son. He told me to protect Lance, and I didn't. And, like, coach just goes off on him. You're fat, you're stupid, now all of a sudden you're lazy. If it wasn't for you, we'd still have our star quarterback. I'm just, like, breaking yeah. him down every chance he gets now. Yeah. That's that's not unheard of. <laughs> it's what's crazy. I think I think this movie is that's what really got me is that this is how coaches are, bro. 
Yeah. You know I mean, not these modern day like PC America coaches, neither. You know what I mean? Like they, they nowadays, what you're gonna say, you're overweight. You know, back then, hey, you fat ass. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? That was good. I was hogging and dogging on him. I actually like that. Don't front. Not holding him back at all. And next scene that it jumps into is like the end of school and Darcy. She's got it. She's trying to make her move at the mocks. As nobody, what do you? What time are you coming over tonight? My parents are going to the gun club. They never get home before twelve. And then he has to have. He has this whole what coming to Jesus moment, conscience moment, where he has to talk to his brother, and now his brother's from the nation of Islam. <laughs> he's going the, he keeps going through like the different versions of the religions and. That is so funny. Like <laughs> that one, that should have me rolling. I ain't gonna front. Assalamu alaikum. <laughs> and the guy behind the counter, okay. <laughs> I'm like, at first I was like, oh, he's really serious, bro. Yeah. At first I was just like, this guy's funny. He's experimenting with everything. <laughs> kind of the only kind of the only way. Like they definitely don't seem like there's organized religion amongst these guys, even though. Football is a religion, maybe. Yeah, I mean, if it's football, then God, then family, or football, then family, then God, one of the three. But football is king around these ways. And, yeah, he had a pretty good point when he he asked his brother what Allah nailed Darcy. And he had to think about it and <laughs> ended up being a yeah. <laughs> I had a muscle just left the theater right there. <laughs> Fuck that. And then this is where it all happens. He goes over to Darcy's house. She said that she's name of Allah, he goes over to Darcy's house. She says she's making an ice cream sundae. Says that he should have one as well. And then she comes out with the infamous whipped cream bikini. And spoiler alert, it was not whipped cream. They said it was shaving cream. And if you look real close, like you could tell. But they said whipped cream, it just would not stay... It would not, it would just melt too fast. It would not stay on long enough for them to do the amount of takes that they needed to do. What do you, what, you think of the whipped cream bikini, Nelson? I just, so what did they use? Shaving cream. Oh, oh that makes sense. I don't really thought about that hard, but yeah, the whipped cream would melt off. Yeah. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't even sure if they even used shaving cream. I thought it was just like a, like an outfit. Oh. Yeah, like they made that like look it, like shaving cream or look like whipped cream, even. Yeah, and it probably uh, was material like that was on. They probably put the shaving cream on the material, then put the material maybe taped it on her somehow. Because I don't think they just put the whipped cream on there. I, mean, I don't know, but if they did, I would want to be that guy who had that job. That guy has a cool job title, whoever it is. But Mox, he is just too much of a good guy. She comes out in the whipped cream bikini. Like, they start kissing for like a second, and then he stops her, says he's sorry. She's so pissed. You're sorry? What are you talking about? <laughs> Got all dressed up for you? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Throwing a, bo throwing a box at him. Yep. And, uh, and she even says, because he's talking about love. I might love Jules. What I know is I don't love you. And she even says it's not about love. <laughs> She's just trying to get busy. It's about her getting another life. And this is one of the ways that she knows that she could do it. Yeah. She's like, she's like, you're, you might be the star. I got to start fucking you. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like I said, the status things always ring. It's ugly head or it's head. It's not what? necessarily ugly. And she might've thought some other dude was cute. But he, if he won the star, she ain't putting on no goddamn whipped cream bikini for the motherfucker. You know what I mean? She might not even be necessarily attracted to Mox. He's the guy right now. He's on the billboards. You feel me? Yeah. Starting the head cheerleader dates the star quarterback. It's been like that cliche for it's like Ken and Barbie, bro. <laughs> it is funny. Right at the end, this is good the way that it all plays out because you really do see. We see the trauma come out. We see the psychology come out. Walls and the, onion, the walls are being broken down. Layers of the onion are being peeled back. She's a little messed up. 
in the head and just her whole thought process about how she's going to come up in the world. And um, fucking Moxon right at the end after he helps her cover up, she was like, man, like, I can't believe it. She's like, what? Like, I usually fall for the whipped cream bikini every time. No <laughs> <laughs> doubt. Be like, yeah, see, and you know what's crazy, man? He might have a lot of soul searching to do himself with his sexuality. He's like, listen, how many times they didn't popped up on me with the <laughs> bikini? This time, just didn't get, just didn't do it for me. <laughs> Put some clothes on, goddammit. Out of every, that's the type of self respect. There's so much fucked up things that are going on in this movie and, and with like normal society the pill popping, the fucking shooting mm-hmm. them up. The shit, just everything. The concussion stuff that they're overlooking. The <laughs> tweeter, like in a couple years, he's he an absolute muck. He's a rapist. He's very. He's one. He's one screw loose of just being like this ultimate serial killer rapist. Football doesn't turn out the way that it's supposed to be somehow. So there's just a lot of trauma. With a lot of these people, but I don't know. That's just real life, right? Everybody's but, uh, a little bit. It, there's some parallels here to serial killers, like most serial killer killers. At, at and this is most of them, because there's some special kinds that don't have this. But like most of them have some type of head trauma or something early on. You know what I mean? Like some type of damage to the hippocampus, because that's being what gives us our logic. When we're, if we're not thinking with our hippocampus, we become more primal and reptilian. You know what I mean? And motherfuckers just kill, bro. Yeah. Hernandez. What's that dude's name? Aaron yeah. Hernandez. Hernandez, for sure. It's a perfect example. You know what I mean? Of like just them head traumas, and he was just out of he was out of his mind, and he had power and some status, and he wielded it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's for sure. Now, feeling bad about. He didn't really do anything, but just feeling bad, for, I think, for putting himself in the position. He tells Tweeter, get the guys tonight. I'm getting Lance. We're going out tonight. Doesn't say where he's going. But then he wants to go see wants to go see Jules before. She saw Darcy kiss Mox in the hallway as they were going into class. And so he goes to whatever. It looks like a, looks like a burger shack or something where she works at. And this is pretty much where she tells him, fuck off, I don't date football players. And he's like, I've always was a football player. And she's like, no, you weren't. You were something different. <laughs> and now you're like the rest of them. Well, he, was, he was a second stringer. Now he's not. Yeah. Right. This is almost like the opposite. Whereas it like, she don't want him to have the status she it's probably because of her dad and her brother that she like just really despises like everything that they believe football. in. Everything probably like not football. even football necessarily, but just her she probably saw her dad pushing Lance so hard and just he's an asshole. The only instances that we really see him got his nose up up in the air, just fucking yeah, just Thinks he's better than everybody. I think that's what it is. And she's the dads are funny as fuck in this movie to me. Yeah, because they're like they their own their value is based on their kid. Whatever, however good their kids are, that's what builds their status. But hey, yeah, hold on a second. Is she? I, did I miss something? Was he the sister of Lance? Yeah, yeah, that's Lance. Ah, that's what I thought because like, why is she going to see Lance? Right. Yeah, that's his sister. And so, sister, right. remember in the beginning when they're at the party where he was like, hey, how come you never dress like that? And she was like, costs a lot of money to look that cheap. <laughs> ah, so, I love that line. That's a good, that's a bar right there. She's not, she's, she's not ugly compared to like some of these other girls that are doing it up, maybe pageant queens or whatever in Texas. She's kind of like the ugly duckling. Like the odd girl out, the smart girl, the non cheerleader, the non sports person, the prude. Yeah, probably. <laughs> That's what I'm just saying. This is how they would view her. I'm not even yeah. mad at me. The strip club scene, though, this was classic. I remember seeing this. Oh, yeah. Old. Just being super stoked, man. Being oh, able to scene. see it. it was great. It's great. <laughs> and 
So funny, Billy Bob. <laughs> they get their drinks and uh, they tell me boys are on the house all night. 18 years old, open bar at a strip club. These guys are living life. <laughs> and Billy Bob starts taking off his clothes. There's a strip club, man. I'm here to work. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Billy Bob is funny. But uh, we didn't talk too much about the teacher, teaching uh, the sex education teacher. And it's funny, like they got a, I really, I really find it funny how she tries to get people to be more mature. We're going to be more mature by saying the wrong word for a cock. <laughs> and I'm paraphrasing. Obviously. Oh, yeah. And then we're going to discard. We're going to discuss and discard <laughs> all these names. And of course, John Moxon has like a million names for what a boner is. <laughs> He's savage. You rattle off about 20 of them. Yeah. Not even thinking. And that whipped cream didn't do it from that time, did it? <laughs> See, I think maybe that's what it is, right? Maybe there's the undertones right there. He's too busy hanging out with his friends talking about cock and balls all the time. Maybe it's clouding his brain. Maybe he plays in a team. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. maybe he's doing a little bit of soul searching. You know what's funny? Is I bet you in the outtakes, he like rattles off. Like boner, stiffy, woody, and then just at the end, just like boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Pedro, <laughs> the teacher was so shocked. Pedro? <laughs> yeah, I never heard that one. I was at the very end. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm saying I've never heard that. No, oh, yeah, me neither. Pedro, yeah, a <laughs> better. And so that, of course, they're building up the stuff with the teacher. She's got her glasses on, and she's a little bit older, but you can tell. She's got some potential. And then no you fair. see her after the game, after one of the games, she pulls up. She's got like a Mustang GT with the top down. And John Moxon's like, wow, that's a nice car and the teacher's salary. I'm just like, something doesn't add up here. And then when they're in the strip club, <laughs> the next person coming to the stage, your sex education teacher, I don't remember what she goes by. <laughs> She's got her ass to the, hey, Chris Bay, what up? No, Chris Bay comes out. She has her ass to the to the stage and everything, so no one can see her. Till she pulls it all off, gets down right in front of them, and it's like literally right in front of their table. And everyone's, oh shit, that's Miss Davis. <laughs> and then, oh shit, that's Miss Davis. <laughs> so, yeah. And you know what's funny? That's is awesome. Like, I ain't gonna lie. That's one of my favorite parts because I actually had a teacher like that. We all jock her, but she was bad as fuck. She was like maybe 24, 25, and we're in high school. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Big old booty, too. Mm. And yeah. I would have been tight. Anyways, go ahead. <laughs> and so it's hilarious because Tweeter, he's the one man out of everybody. He's, he's always shooting his shot. How about that? He's sitting next to her. I just want to let you know, I am 18. I have had sex with older women before. <laughs> he was like, I give it a, I give it a nine. What did he say? I give it a 9.5. I still got wood. Still. <laughs> like that was going to be the pickup line. I'm not going to know that. She's <laughs> got some good stripper moves. And then Billy Bob, you know what? I give it a 10. A fucking 10. <laughs> classic stuff. So classic. Yeah. What do you think about that, Nelson? What'd Sorry, you think man. I had to get back on this text. Sorry. No problem. <laughs> what do you think about the big reveal with the teacher being the stripper? And now we oh, know. That was one of my favorite scenes, actually. Oh, like, how is she going to respond? And then I thought she was going to go run and hide, but no, she stuck it out like a real woman. Yeah. I was like, yeah. And then uh, like she was just hanging with them like she was like one of the, not one of the guys, but she was like, like, like she was one of the regular strippers that, that she never even knew them. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. It reminded me of, we, we had this, uh, our French teacher, when I was in high school, she had this assistant. We were 17 mm -hmm. years old, and then she must have been 23, 24, but seemed a lot older back then. That's a big age difference. Oh, yeah. But she was cute, and we were, like, wondering, like, yeah, I don't know, like, when I'm bumping into her, like, outside of high school. <laughs> it reminded me of her a little bit. But uh, but she was uh, she was put together, man. 
Yeah, she was. Yeah. I think she was a stripper yeah, first before a teacher, not a teacher turned stripper. She got to put herself Come on, college. Buddy. She had to put herself through college. And then, you know what I'm saying? She puts herself through college. Then she gets her teacher's degree or whatever it is. She starts teaching. And she and because she, know, she knows it's going to be a shitty paying job, but it's about the fulfillment of these bright young minds that she's going to be helping. And then she's but wait a second. I can't go... I can't go from filet midnight to the motherfucking hamburger helper now. She's like, you know what? And I, I, I she only teaches what September to June. She's like, I gotta keep stripping. I would assume this is back in the 90s. Teachers are badly paid, like right now. I could just imagine what like I think teacher, teacher was, um, it was like 25, 25 bands or something like that. Was like the average like teacher salary back in the nineties, something like that. At least in California, because I remember there was like a bunch of those like those uh, those teachers. That, remember in the nineties, hell, teachers always threatening strikes and shit. There was I remember at least one strike that happened. Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. And like fourth grade, so you were like in fifth or sixth grade. Yep, and they were talking about they talked about how much that the teachers get paid and and like I had this teacher. I'll never forget because he explained, he's like, $25,000 a year. He was like, what do you think I can do with that? You know what I mean? Like, he was breaking it down. Damn, no wonder he's always mad. You could pay your rent, probably. (laughs) Probably. Maybe you could eat some top ramen or some peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. And then he's still... I'm not mad at top ramen. (laughs) And just, it's the struggle is sure. real. <laughs> but yeah, it's a, so that's all that I thought of. Just what you said, Bogey. Yeah, she probably did pay her way through college through that and then gets a bullshit teaching job. She's probably getting paid like three times as much working like nowhere close to the same amount. And because it's a small town of nothing but hicks and alcoholics and man, they're getting down in that local strip club. Getting I mean, you see she come doing a drop thing. You yep. feel me? Yeah, she wasn't playing. She wasn't playing. <laughs> but then, oh man, of course they just get fucked up with Miss Davis. They're taking shots all night. They're drinking beer all night. And then when they leave the strip club, it's like six o'clock, seven o'clock. Look at no, gotta go to the game. Come on, like why that coming? Just, why wouldn't you just skip school at that point? Like just sleep it off. The game is not going to be till like seven o'clock at night or something. Sleep oh, that yeah. shit off. <laughs> I know. What are they going to tell them? I don't know. Like you're, they're them. You're out there stealing cop cars and drinking, and cops don't care. What to tell Miss Davis will tell you. <laughs> we were with her all night. Yeah, like Miss Davis would be the one. Today. She'd be the one, like just marking them there, not even marking them absent for the day. Yeah. <laughs> So that was the part that I didn't really get because they wake up at seven, they leave at seven. If that game is at seven or eight o'clock at night, they got a lot of hours to sleep that off. They really did. So, but I'm assuming they went to school and then they were dragging ass all day. And they said that team wasn't even that good, but everybody was all hung over and they just got their asses handed to them. That <laughs> yeah, they got smacked, man. Unfortunately, the little montage, the little montage yeah, of, with the, uh, all the fuck shit they had. I had this, but I don't want to get flagged since yeah. we already got flagged once. But I had <laughs> to, I'll, I'll throw that in there on the uh, I'll, I'll throw that in there on the uploaded version, but yeah, that thunder stick, yeah, the thunder, yeah, thunderstruck. There you go, that's yeah, what they were. Yeah, they're, they're playing all those late 80s songs that I remember when I was in the high school. Those are like classic football songs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, Zach in the house. What up, homie? What up, Zach? Oh, and by the way, everybody, please subscribe. We're getting close to the honey. Yeah, we totally forgot. The bears are getting getting close to the honey, right? (laughs) We forgot to say. We need four more more to get 100 uh, subs. Come on, guys. Help us hit 100 on the Silver Screen Breakdowns YouTube channel. Hey, drop that link. The link is, you know what? I'll throw the link in the chat right I'll now. I'll be checking tonight to see if we get those last four to a honey. You know, we might even get it right now. We're gonna three three fingers, Bogey. Three yeah, fingers. Bogey, you subscribe. Maybe Bogey's not subscribing. We only need three I'll more. Bogey, you're not subscribed. Come on. 
I'm subbed up for sure. <laughs> I'm subbed up. Alex, are you subbed up? Of course. All right, guys, just making sure. I would eat at my own restaurant. Yeah, for sure. I'm not just going to have it and be like, ah, yeah, everyone go eat there. I don't eat there. <laughs> got to practice what you preach. We got to have whatever we're peddling, we're making sure we're a part of it no matter what. So after this, now we get, there is no nice side of Bud Kilmer. Emil went and subbed. You the man. There we go. Yeah, three more. Thunderstruck. There is no nice side of Bud Kilmer. But, like, now he's pissed. Oh, you guys cost me my perfect season. Blah, 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 blah. And then fucking Billy Bob, like, he just can't handle his emotions. He's usually, usually seems like everything's going good for him. But now everything is coming down. He's all hung over and shit and feeling all guilty and crying. And then he starts getting on Billy Bob cry, baby. You cost me my perfect season and my quarterback. And start getting on him and then kicks him out of the locker room in front of everybody, just treating him like a redheaded stepchild. Yeah. That was messed up. The redheaded stepchild. Why, why is it a redheaded stepchild? They don't they're not treated as well. No, man. You know what the thing is? Here's my thing. Is that I what think the saying I, I never really went down the rabbit hole to see what that where what's the origin of the redheaded stepchild saying. But I would imagine <laughs> it came from a motherfucker who had a cheating ass bitch. And then like they have like their third kid and that kid pops out like that ain't mine, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> <All right. laughs> You just treated him like the fucking redheaded stepchild. Because <laughs> that motherfucker came out with red hair. He's like, listen, all my kids was clearly brunettes. And man, this is one of the it's one of my one of the better scenes I feel like in the movie. Like this, I think at its core, this movie is uh dramedy, but there's more like comedy, I feel, than like drama, you know, in there. There's a handful of drama, but, you know, the Billy Bob. Now this motherfucker's out there with a whole bottle of fucking Jack Daniels or I don't even know what He's it is. He's flying off the handle now. Got the fucking shotgun. Got the, not the shotgun, got the rifle. Was just out there shooting shots in the middle of, I don't know, it looked like a practice field or something. Didn't look like the field that they play on. And, yeah, it's just a whole big thing from Mox. And I think Mox is finally... He's over it all too. I don't. I'm, I don't know why it took like a stripper escapade and them like losing a game for him to be reminded how much he like hates the coach. <laughs> but he's gonna <laughs> let this football bullshit get you. Just fucking quit, man. Fuck it. Fuck Kilmer. And then Billy Bob breaks down. He was like, "Oh, you care about the next district title?" He's like, "I do." <laughs> he treated me like a son and all that. And it's sad that like. Someone like Billy Bob, he's definitely, he's not the sharpest tool in the shed. I'll use another analogy there. And like, this is all he has is football and them winning and getting the district title and keeping the clout. He's hey, a, what's, he's what's a couple, couple cards short of a full deck. Yeah. One, one, what, one sandwich short one, of a one sandwich short of a picnic basket. Hey, Alex, <laughs> that, that Billy Bob guy, actor looked like the guy from, uh, the movie review, the movie review that we did with uh, a punked. Who did punked again? Ashton Kutcher. Ashton Kutcher. Remember that one? That one? and yeah. we had that roommate, right. the big guy. It was, was not, the same actor. No, it was not the same actor. That's the actor who was also in Boy Meets World. So different actor. Okay, the, are you seeing the guy from Ashton Kutcher? Uh, Ashton Kutcher. I haven't speak tonight for some reason. Are you saying the guy from Ashton Kutcher's movie, or are you saying Billy Bob was also in Boy Meets World? No, I'm saying it was in Ashton Kutcher, the, uh, the butterfly effect. His roommate in that movie. Butterfly effect. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Frankie the Enforcer in Boy Meets World. Oh man! Like, luckily Moxon's there for him. Like, he's always been a good friend. To- all of his peeps, especially Wendell, like as well, because he was talking about like racism. He was talking, man. I think you're on a delay, Bogey again. He, oh, uh, yeah. He uh, with Wendell, he was telling him how he doesn't have any touchdowns and how 
he, he only had a couple touchdowns. And it's one that he broke off over 20 yards. And he said that Kilmer's just like a racist redneck. Always when they get in close, they're never giving them anything. And Moxon, of course, he goes in and changes the play, make sure that Wendell can put one in the end zone. So Moxon is like just a really good friend to all his peeps. He's listen, bro. He's all right. He's, like, He's a nice what, what guy. Who do you want to go to? <laughs> I'm gonna get you there. <laughs> but now he gets. It's crazy because he gets the letter. Like he, that he's been waiting for from Brown University, and he gets a full academic scholarship, not a football scholarship, an academic scholarship. And the dad doesn't even care. He was like, "That's great, Johnny. That's great. But what about Gilroy? What about this next game that we got going on?" And that you know, was did they, do they say if it's Gilroy Cali? Because that, that's why I kept hearing Gil. Because Gilroy, that's Gilroy, Texas. Okay. Yeah, because it was. It, this was one of the ones that they needed to win the district. To win the district. Oh, title. that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Okay. Yeah. And that's when we get this whole thing. The I don't want your life. The dad is such a bitch, man. He was like, Your voice is wrong. Your tone of voice is wrong. You know, your attitude's wrong. He was like, Playing football, you got the opportunity of a lifetime. <laughs> Boy, playing at West Canaan may have been the opportunity of your lifetime, but I don't want your life. <laughs> I'll make sure to put that in there as well. It was, you know, just more of the trauma unfolding. Like the dad, he has to live vicariously through the son. Probably has some just boring ass job where just run of the mill, blue collar people. And if his kid doesn't succeed, like it's like he's a failure. If he doesn't succeed at football, he's a failure. What'd you get? What do you think about that whole dynamic, Nelson? You know what? It's, it goes back to the parents that live it through their kids. And I, we, I think we all see that in real life, actually, sometimes, right? Yeah. And I think a lot of it has to do, and I, I get it now more because when I think back about high school and I just think back about my childhood and stuff, it doesn't, even though it was long ago, it doesn't really seem like it was that long ago. There's a lot of, memories that you have that it seemed like it was like a couple years ago so right. i can see that and then and also to get locked into what do you call it locked into like a nostalgic way of living like for some people high school was their best years for me yeah. it wasn't I was my about to say or, yeah, or, like, or their favorite years right was that when we were talking about a tweeter earlier it's yo life after after high school you know what I mean like he got to keep going up and up because man he was having threesomes and doing like he might look back and be like high school was the best years of my life and all those townies or whatever we want to call them like lance's dad moxon's dad and then those other drunk guys who just hang around didn't even i don't even know if they had kids or not the king of the like, hill dads yeah exactly that's the perfect way to describe them they're out there yeah they just they're always standing around drinking beer and just throwing throwing yeah. banter. And like he was like, Man, shit, these boys is having the times of their life right now. That was definitely the best time of their life playing high school football for sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And it must okay. be hard on those yeah, people like, to to look back and um like like I look back, I had some great times, but I still do I don't like high school that much, so I don't miss it. But could you imagine if that was your best years? If you miss it, you probably have a, a, was a hole in your heart. Right, Bo? I mean, yeah. You hear songs from that era, and it takes you back, and you're like, oh. And, but that's, I, I would imagine that's people that didn't have people that were unhappy with their lives after the fact. I guess that you could say it might not have to necessarily be like your high school years, just people if they're unhappy with their lives, they're always going to resort back to, man, the good old days. You know what I mean? The carefree days and the yeah, very little of the money game. Very little responsibilities for most in high school. And I remember working even in tenth grade and stuff. So I was always like working during high school, amongst other things. There's a bunch of people who that maybe that's the last time you know that you don't have any responsibilities. So maybe that's why. But I'm dazed and confused with. 
at the end when he's like, if I start referring to these as the best years of my life, please kill me. (laughs) (laughs) And then the Matthew McConaughey character, he's just just forever suspended in time. He's like, nah, I'm not in high school no more, but I'm fucking them. That's what I love about these high school girls, man. I get older. They stay the same age. <laughs> and that's like, that's like Tweeter, right? Like he's going to be yeah. a couple years out of high school. And he's going to be like Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> he's going to be a legend. He's a, y'all remember? Oh, that's Tweeter right there. High, uh, state championship, 23rd district title Tweeter. <laughs> oh, man. So this is where really I think the, this is a good part to cut it, cut it act two in the end here before we do though we got to talk about the scene with the coach and now they're at practice again and he like like johnny come over here moxon whatever pulls him to the side and he was like just telling him the game plan by controlling the clock or by running the ball we control the clock we can grind this away and johnny's not moxon's not really paying attention he's looking off and uh, he was like, you're going to do things my way. He was like, I know about your your scholarship to Brown University. He was like, I can fuck with your transcripts. I can mess this all the way up if we Damn. don't do what I say. Yeah. Get real, real fucking crazy. Real crazy. Now, could he really, we asked him, we're wondering why, if he could actually do that. Wondering if. That's the thing. I mean, he has, he has, has like, a lot of clout. He's the ultimate authority, like in this town. He's bigger than the cops. He's bigger than, it's bigger than the police. Just that one thing alone, like he could probably do anything that he wants. Is that, is that realistic? Because I've never in Texas. I've never. I didn't grow up there, but I just wonder: is that is there some truth to this? It's so a that small type town. of hierarchy. I think because it's a small town, that's what they're giving it the impression. But we know about these guys fudging transcripts to make it better for people. Why wouldn't they be able to fudge it and make it worse? Really? It's just getting the teachers to do, to get on board with something. Is there anybody in the chat that would experience that knows this? Answer to my question. We need Peacock to come in and tell us about like the star quarterback or whatever. Yeah. His high school football team. See if he had any crazy treatment like that. Was he from Texas? He is from Texas. Yeah. I mean, also He's to from ask South you, Texas, uh, the both of you, um, is there a huge disparity? I've noticed that in Los Angeles here, there's a different, a big disparity between stadiums. What high school has a great stadium? Some high schools have benches. Yeah. Heck yeah. Do you have to yeah. say like in San Diego as well? Sure. Like someone's, yeah, it's like night and day, right? Yeah, definitely. These inner city schools, it's the inner city schools that usually don't have too much, but you get to the areas where they got a little bit of money, you start having nicer facilities, nicer stadiums, schools with pools. Like those don't exist like at every school. With pools? Yeah. Yeah, swimming pools and taking swimming. Like we had a, see, we had a pool and it's crazy. When we were in high school, our school was probably like new in the 80s the late seventies and what's mm. crazy is like, you never really wonder unless uh, maybe it was only me, but we're all those fucking fundraisers of all this. At this time we were like every fundraiser that every school in this district was doing was like to build this new grande high school. And when, and that high school was built has nice. Everything it has this fucking stadium, not, not a stadium, but basically like yeah. in the pool, like it was crazy. It's still and in that, and now in that district, it's the number one school. And yeah. but I remember being in high school when they opened this up, and it was like, oh, this is what we were raising money for, for ten years. You know what I mean? Those things aren't cheap. We see some of these NFL top NFL facilities are in the billions. Even some of these high school stadiums, what they're doing might not be millions, but it's definitely a shitload of money still by any standard. Millions, I would say millions. Just yeah, if you got, if you got, okay, this high school got one of them scoreboards. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like the real. Yeah, they don't all have that. All right, 
you know what? We're going to wrap up act number two on that note. Tune in next time on the Silver Screen Breakdown, Varsity Blues, and find out if John Moxon is a heterosexual man. <laughs> I don't know. Billy Bob may think otherwise. He has a secret love with Billy Bob. That's what I was thinking, bro. I swear to God. Right? Hey, there were some F-bombs dropped on this movie, at least two to three. I remember when he was like a... Oh, he's like, I need you to protect my ass. Come on. He was like, oh, you're a bony ass? He's like, I don't think I have a bony ass. I think I have a very nice ass. <laughs> <laughs> and they showed, listen, big pause, but they definitely showed a bunch of, like, side ass. Yeah. And Billy Bob, though, that a lot was. A man side ass action going. That was still one of the funniest parts, though, Billy Bob. It is nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was funny. I was laughing at that. All right. And real quick before we get out of here, kid, what did he say? He said, have we broke down the Goonies yet? Not yet. Classic movie. And uh, yeah, it is football related because of John uh, Matuzak. I forget his name, but yeah, he was the number one pick in the 1973 NFL draft for the Raiders. I'm pretty sure he was a Super Bowl champion as well. And it was the guy who played Sloth. Hey, you guys. He played Sloth in the Goonies? Yeah. Yeah, he was a yeah. pro uh, pro football player and uh, Super Bowl champ with the Raiders. I don't remember Sloth. I barely remember the Goonies. I saw hey, it, but... you guys! That was one I remember. Like I, I spent the night at Kidda's house when we're like twelve or thirteen or something. We're watching the Goonies, and apparently we had the shit like blasting, but we're both knocked the fuck out. And like his mom got hella pissed because she like woke up at three o'clock in the morning, and it was like the song for the DVD kept playing. It's good enough. And yeah, was, I, know. <laughs> I, I, I do on, remember on the, the play song, menu. Though. Yeah, <laughs> I do remember the song. Yeah, there yeah. was a Cindy, what's her name? Cindy Lauper, right? Yeah. Yeah. There you and go. there we go. Two times, two times Super Bowl champ, kid has said. And don't forget, guys, don't take off because we're recording Act 3 right now. And Nelson, yes, on the way out, remind everybody where to find you at. First of all, please subscribe and help us get to 100 subscribers. I always wanted to say that. So close. We're so we're close. So close. Each and every one of you. The, Deep into your pockets and into your hearts. <laughs> and you can also find Where's me. From? Um, I know that movie. I don't know. <laughs> I've seen it on several movies, I think, actually. Uh, but find me on. Uh, no, I'm not on Twitter. YouTube, Nelson Times, my acting, demo reel, acting scenes, commercial scenes, montages. And then Instagram, please follow me. I'll follow you back. Say, you saw me at the on the podcast. Friday Night Lights podcast, <laughs> the Silver Series breakdowns. I'll follow you back on Instagram. And uh, Bogey? Hey, the earth is my turf. Universe, give me money. Peace. Don't intervene, yo, we with the shit That's where the most high, we the most live